0: Hi, it's Paul. Hi, it's Damo. And it's time for the PD Sports Podcast.
1: With Damo and Paul. Welcome to episode one of the PD Sports Podcast. As you would have heard from the intro, my name is Paul. With me today, I have Damo. Do you want to introduce yourself, Damo? It is
0: Damo on the other end of the PD Sports Podcast. I am obviously a, firstly, a great mate of Paul, but secondly, we will be along for the ride for this podcast journey. We will be speaking about the rise and fall of LFC today in our very first podcast. A subject that I think is very passionate for me and Paul, as we are devoted Liverpool fans. You would agree with that, won't you, Paul?
1: Yeah, so that's why we've picked that topic to start with today. I feel like it's something that we've probably spoken a lot about uh, just in our personal lives more so than anything, um, trying to pick apart what's going on this season. So there will be a lot of soccer chat moving forward, but this is a podcast that's going to be focused on speaking about all things sports. So depending on what happens... Uh, throughout the world of sport you know we'll probably be covering it at some point so for those of you that don't know damo and i do have our own content creation uh, sites and uh, avenues to promoting content mostly about football so through football manager so my youtube channel is poorly 29 so you can catch all my social links there damo do you want to play yeah look i've
0: been a Big football manager, content creator for the past years. Burnt out a little bit of it now, but um, Damo underscore 23 on Twitch with two Ms. So D-A-M-M-O underscore 23. We're currently in the depths of a massive motorsport manager, Formula One, Road to Glory. So if you love your F1, at the moment, the channel is the place to be. But we play all sorts of things on the channel, uh, depending on what the audience wants. And undoubtedly, Football Manager and FIFA down the track will probably be back on the channel as well. But yeah, I'll, I would normally plug my YouTube, but we're currently taking some time off that as well due to real-life coaching. Uh, and yeah, look, I think that's all the plug that needs to be done, Paul, because I really want to get in and talk about my beloved boys.
1: Liverpool Football Club. Yeah, let's get straight into it. So, the last thing before we do get stuck into it, if you do want to follow us on any of our socials, I believe, well, I know on my YouTube channel, I've got my uh, Discord link, which Damo and I actually share a Discord. So, if you do want to jump in there and chat to people that love all things sport, make sure you grab the Discord link off the head of the banner, I should say, of my YouTube channel. I think I've got my Twitter and my twitch links there and i believe Demo, you've got, I've the, got same the same thing, thing set, up set up on in my stream. your banner i've
0: got the same thing set up in my stream as a command um and more importantly if you jump in the discord and you really think something should be discussed in the podcast check us a message we're open to all ideas and with sport me and paul sports nuts so we'll be ready to talk about all sorts of things no matter how wacky it will be i wouldn't mind some curling talk Alrighty. one day paulie that would be unreal <laughs>
1: Man, if we can get to the point where we're talking about curling, then I think we're doing quite yes. well. So I think to start off with today, I think we've got to talk about the defence. It's the one thing that's been spoken about a heap since September of last year when that challenge from Jordan Pickford went through on Virgil. That's been the talk of the football community for some time now. So what what do you think? So from your coaching perspective, what do you think so far the defensive Look, issues have been? I've, for the Look, I'm going so to go
0: far? all the way to Pickford's challenge. And I think the moment that we knew it was a big long-term injury for Van Dyke. I think not just me and you, I think the whole family of Liverpool Football Club supporters around the world were just, they gasped. They went, will we be at verge for that long? Um, And I think then losing Gomez to a long-term injury as well, uh, you know, I think as Liverpool fans, we've just kind of gone from a period where the defence has been great. We now look amazing to uncertainty and that's kind of crept into the football club as well. Now, if I put my coaching hat on, like you said, we've had eighteen different centre back partnerships as of February twenty twenty one. I don't care how good yeah, of a coach crazy. you are. If you are not settled with a back two in the middle of that spine, if you think of your two centre backs, your centre mids, or if you play one six, whatever, yeah. and then your strike or your ten, right? Um, if your if your spine is constantly changing that much, you're never settled. And I, I think you can kind of get the gist of that from that the Liverpool Football Club has not been, since that day Pickford went through um, Van Dyke has not been settled at the back at all. You think about the games leading up to Pickford, we looked like a side that could have gone back-to-back this year. Since that moment, we have looked like a side that doesn't deserve to be in the four. And...
1: Yeah, I think at that point, we'd only conceded, I think off the top of my head, I should have researched this, I think we conceded about 18 goals... In the league at that point, and seven seven of them were to. Uh, I think yeah. A- apart so, from the
0: one outlier, we were, we were looking quite defensively solid uh, throughout the year.
1: Yeah, and then I think the other factor is no one's spoken about Gomez like, all year. It's all been about Verge. No, like obviously Virgil is that linchpin in our defence, and he's the leader, and he you know marshals everything. But you're talking about a guy that started in two two Champions League finals as a young man who came in with scrutiny. Like Joe Gomez, he might not be a vocal leader, but you know, for the for the shape of the team, that's been huge. And then the other thing we haven't actually really spoken a whole lot, what's that meant for Trent and Robertson? Because obviously they're not going in with the same aggressiveness going forward. So then when you're talking about the way things have looked defensively for us, you're talking about two injuries, but it's actually impacting four players and potentially Allison because his outlet's, Change completely as yeah, well. well so that's where i've sort of noticed if too. you put
0: on your goalkeeper's hat right i'm a goalkeeper coach for guys that are out there and i have played in goals for most of my life if you're not trusting the back two you haven't played with the back two center backs a lot you're not going to be 100 percent committed to a decision that you're going to make right if i know i have virgin gomez they're both good on the ball i know that i want to hit their right foot so they can turn out and play with their preferred right foot you know, these, is, these are guys that I've, you know, played with many, many minutes. And then if you're giving me 18 different partnerships, you're not going to be sure what they're going to do defensively. Is, is Fabinho at the back going to man mark? Is he going to drop off and try and sweep? Um, what does that mean for Alisson coming out? We've seen Alisson a few times get caught this year trying to come out, clear things. It's happened with Oz Ozback Oz uh, I can never pronounce his name. Yeah, Quebec. Yeah, back. that's the, yeah, that's the one. Um, the guy we got from Schalke. Um, You know, it's happened with him. It's happened with uh, him. As a keeper, it makes it very unsettling. And then if you, you touched on Robbo and Trent, for me, the big thing is with Robbo and Trent knowing that Gomez and Medike were there, they're quite quick and they're quite fast centre backs. And they're also, they, they understand the game superbly, hits by the world class. Uh, you know, for Trent and Robbo, they know, oh, we can bomb one, we can go. You know, I've got the cover back there. I, I've got two guys at a world class that are going to cover me and delay the game enough for me to get my shape and get back behind the ball. Where now, if it's chopping and changing, Trent and Robbo know if I go and we don't win the ball, we've got to we, we got to you know we got to sit back. We got to yeah, get got to yeah. Get our asses back. So they're not going as much as they would have done in the past. And when they are going, and we do get caught. We get caught. It's not like oh, Gomez is going to read a ball with his speed, sweep it up. Van Dijk's going to put in that challenge. It, it, it's oh god, we're, we're caught and we're caught cold. Uh, and that comes. Is that
1: where you, is it? Yeah, go, Paul. Is that where you th- is that where you think teams are figuring that out this year? So like obviously, watching a lot of our games, we're getting to a point where teams are playing like almost a four four two with a low block. They're sitting in, no one's being expressive, so it's going to be interesting this week to see what Leeds do. But teams I've, I'm noticing are just sitting there. They know that eventually Trent and Rob are going to get frustrated, or we're going to need that outlet out wide because of how narrow our wingers yeah. sit. And then we're sitting there with a screener in front of you know Phillips and Quebec. And getting smacked on the break and giving up three shots, conceding two, and making life half for ourselves. So.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think there was a game a couple of years ago. We lost to Burnley. I'm trying to remember if it was at home. Yeah, home. Away. Oh, away. I'm pretty sure it was, it was away. away at, and they played a 4-4-2, and they were really deep. We lost yeah. 2-0. And all they did all day is they put 10 men behind the ball. And they played a four four one one without the ball. And they man-marked the six with one striker, and if it was actually Barnes up top that day, I think it was, um, he would go and just force the centre-back to go long, right from us, right? Because they kept their shape. Or they forced us to keep it around the back, and they just waited for us to hit us on the break, you know? And at the end of the day, I think both goals for them came on the break that day as well. Um, But that was a game plan that has been evident against sides, against us. The reason why it's worked so well this year compared to a couple years before When you have Gomez and Van Dijk there, you have Liverpool on a winning record that is going absolutely, steamrolling ahead, doesn't look like it's going to drop. You know They conceded only a handful of goals throughout the whole season. Does a team then go to Anfield? Does a team even playing at home when Liverpool come really think they're going to score today? They're probably mentally going in, oh, it's going to be quite tough. Now, this point of the season, you look at it and you go, oh, Liverpool, oh, we're going to get one or two. It's just a matter of if we defend well enough. And I think teams come with 100%. a new belief now. You know, there's no Van Dyke, there's no Gomez. They know Trent and Robert are going to go because their system and most teams now are going to play quite narrow over two banks of four, knowing that it's going to work. You know, they're going to need to get them provide width. And then at the end of the day, if we're just swinging balls in, as much as Bobby's good in the air, um, you know, we don't yeah, we so don't we, we, we don't play that way. You know, we, we we like to hit teams on the break, get sure. teams to come out against us. We like to be nippy. People come inside. You know, the little one two touch. Uh, football that you like to see in yeah, the final third. It doesn't third. suit who we've got as and, well. And it does, you know, at the end of the day, teams are forcing us to play to what teams want, which is force us wide where they can't hurt us in the final third and swing balls in and they will back their back four against our front three to deal with crosses. And I would too for most part of the league that we don't have the most physical front three, um in terms of yeah. in the air. And then they'll hit us on the break yeah. with Robert and Trent more advanced and knowing that you don't have to deal with Gomez and than Dyke at the back. Uh, I think that's really smart from other Premier League coaches. Um, I also think there's not really a fault of our own. It's more the fact that we lack that much confidence in front of goal also, which we will talk about a bit later, but also knowing that we second-guess ourselves now that if we lose the ball, we're in trouble. And you can't yeah, play so I'm
1: gonna play. I'm going to play a bit of a devil's advocate here. I think, obviously, having 18 different centre-back partnerships from February is concerning. I think Klopp's finally found that partnership now so it looks like in the league and even in the Champions League obviously it's a bit disappointing that we've gone out but I think we've actually found a real player in Quebec um, I really think we should be signing him at the end of the season he's been with us for six months he's actually stepped he's in looked good. been thrown to the wolves and he's looked really really good so I think you know if he's your you know, fourth choice I'm anticipating obviously Virgil, Gomez and Matit being back next season if you bring Quebec in you've given game time to Phillips I don't quite know what's happened to um, Williams That's been a bit disappointing because I thought when he came in right at the start, he probably looked the better between him and Nat Phillips, in my opinion. But the way Phillips has sort of taken the last two months, if he's your fifth choice, I think we're looking all right. And it's just been one of those seasons for us where it's gone, you know, you lose two centre-backs and you're screwed. Look at Man City last year. So for all the negativity... You know, that we're copping this year you, you look they lost Laporte last year and then they, they didn't replace company so that's you know two massive characters out of that man city change room and then they end up losing the league by 20 points you know obviously I think Pep there was a quote from Pep and I haven't got the direct quote I'm just sort of I'm remembering um, it quoting or not direct quoting it. I'm just trying to remember it but he pretty much said something along the lines of you know, we didn't, you know, drop out of the top four, and that's where it's that, that's where it's concerning more concerning for though. us.
0: Is that Man City, 100, yeah, right? And I was going to bring it up, Man City, even though they had a massive, massive injury crisis at the back last year, they did not once look like finishing outside the top four. For us, it's yeah. been a for we us it's been a perfect storm. It's kind of like, yep, the confidence is gone. We don't have a back, you know, settled back four. All of a sudden, you're getting mistakes from one of the best key goalkeeper in the world, uh, and then your front free that has been, you know, carrying aside side for so long, uh, you know, scoring so many goals, so free flowing. if all of a sudden, it started to dry up there too. It's been the perfect storm, and for a Liverpool football club, it's probably not good enough. Uh, you know, one hundred percent it's not, especially after the year that was the year this year, last year, sorry, and then the year before. where We didn't win the league, but it was still unreal. Um, you know, to have this sort of season, understand the injuries, and understand that it's so unsettled, to still be in a position where, hang on a second, you might miss out of Europe altogether, you might miss out on just the Champions League. Uh, you know, it, if you compare it to City, that's probably not good enough to be in that situation.
1: No, we've established ourselves at this point as a powerhouse of Europe. We've only been in that position for three years, so there's no reason why. We, we should be in this position. We shouldn't be sitting sixth. We should have depth. We shouldn't be complaining that our depth isn't good enough. When I look at our bench, you're looking at the same guys that were there in 2017. Like, we haven't invested. You look at Man City's bench, and they've got Jesus, they've got Aguero, they've got Mares. Like, Gundigan didn't play for six months this year. He was coming on off the bench, you know, he's one of the best midfielders in the league. We don't have that quality. Like, we had Curtis Jones step in, you know, for Lalana. And that was just because we had a guy sitting in our academy and then he's gone off the face of the earth the last couple of months. But the one other thing I wanted to bring up, I think, I want to get your thoughts on this. Do you think Klopp panicked and tried to follow Pep a little bit? So last year, Fernandinho did a great job for going back into centre-back. did? In my opinion, I'm going to go out and put my neck on the line here. I think throwing Fabinho there for that long actually was the linchpin to us losing the season. Not losing the season, but having the season that we had for as good as Fabinho was at centre-back, I think, what are your thoughts on him coming out of the midfield in that crucial part of the season? He nearly
0: got exactly what I was about to say. He just got the name wrong. For me, it was Henderson. I think the moment he put Henderson back there, he's not a centre-back. We lost whole shape in the middle of the park in terms of how important Henderson has been, and now he's injured too, which is even worse, right? How important Henderson is in running the middle of the park the Liverpool Football Club. You know, he, he's the guy that everything think, happens th- around. And for Binio, in the middle of the past, the exact same. You know, he they're two guys that shouldn't be playing centre-back. They're two guys that you run the show, you know. If we had those two guys in the little park, it doesn't matter who the other back two are. You know, you've got a stabled spine around them. You know, you've got the stable two. You know, we play predominantly a 4 2 three, one, four, three, three variant, right? Um, yeah. you know, and you yeah. have if you have Fabinho and Henderson in the middle of the park, not at centre back, in the middle of the park, it, whoever the back two are, right? You know they've got two guys that are absolute leaders covering them a line in front. You then have Robo and Trent going. All right, I know in the middle of the park, I've got Hendo, I've got Fabinho. You put both those guys at centre back. You know they're putting them in a role that they're unconvincing in, you know, they can fill in maybe 90 minutes. But you play them in week in, week out, mistakes are going to come because they're not natural there. It's like on football manager. You know, you've got a guy that is unruly as a striker, but he might have, like, 15 tackling, 14 headering, and, you know, great positioning if you played the game, right? Um, he would be a guy that, yes, could work at centre-back, but you know that when you put him there, he's not going to like the role for six months until you've trained him in it. It's the same as putting Fabinho and Henderson yeah. there. They're not guys that are going to want to play there. They're not guys that are natural in those roles. Yeah, they might do a job for 90. They might look good because it was the odd game for Bini at centre-back. Oh, here we go. And then then there'll be a couple of games of, well, that's not really good enough. It's the same with Henderson. I think, and you can't blame Jürgen as well. I would have panicked too. I think most coaches would have panicked. You know, you've lost so many injuries. What do you do? How do you plug the hole up? And you've gone to your experienced guys that play, you know, sixes or eights to go do the job only problem is is then who you're putting in those roles there and you know Curtis Jones falling off the face of the earth James Milner has been very hit and miss this year uh, Naby. Naby geez nah. uh the Ox has not been obviously anything like he was before he did his ACL um, so yeah. then all of a sudden
1: Thiago new player well, I think, sec- injured I, I think
0: since he's come in after his latest injury he's looked pretty decent in the last you know how, how long has it been since he was last injured last few weeks. Um, I, I yeah. really do think there's a real football player in him. And I'm, I think he's a great signing. But if...
1: Do you want me to tell you why I think he's gotten better? Why? In these last months? Because Fabinho's now playing exactly. in the six. So it, it's some, when Thiago comes back from his injury against Everton, Fabinho's playing centre-back. Henderson's injured. Thiago's then asked to play a role that he's not suited yeah, exactly. to. It just, it's a it snowball. Just it's a snowball effect. When on. you
0: lose so many players at the back and you've got to throw players that are unconvincing from the middle of the park, in the centre-back. in the center you got to then throw people yeah. that are maybe more of an aggressive 8-10 into a 6, to you know, and, and kills it kills him. it. Or you got to bring up an academy kid if that's what Klopp wanted to do, which he didn't. He trusted the strength of the boys that he's brought in. Um, and, yeah, look, it's a snowball effect. It's the same as if you lose a goalkeeper, you bring in your second choice, it's not going to be as good as your first choice. And then, God forbid that we lost, you know, Alisson, and then your next second choice was Curry's, yeah. you know? Well, well,
1: we did. We lost, we lost yeah, him at the start exactly. of the season. We we'll were playing Kelleher.
0: Yeah, for and a while. Kelleher, I think, did a right job. But I was just trying to make the point you know, it snows ball. If all of a sudden, we went from Alisson to Carrius, and he went from greatest goalkeeper in the world. You know, he's not, but I'm giving you the example. Yeah. right? Um, and then you put in Carrius, who's Carrius. It snowballs, and all of a sudden, hang on a second, you're not as confident. Same about the back. You know, it doesn't matter who you've got there, but if you, you're not stable there, it snowballs because then you're bringing in other guys from other positions to fill it. And from then on, it's yeah, it just creates yeah, more problems. From then on, it creates problems. The squad dynamics lost, and
1: at the end of the day, yeah, that's football. The Henderson one just, the Henderson one just came at such a crappy time. It happened like the hen towards the end of the transfer. Yeah, and the know, Henderson one was just we just brought time. in two centre backs. I understood it. Like I didn't. Obviously, it wasn't my priority. I didn't want Henderson to play centre back, but at the time, I remember talking to you and Zach and whatever, and I kind of was like. I get it because you you don't want to throw like where's oh, what's his name again the dude from Ben Ben Davies I haven't like, seen him at all you know like so we brought him in haven't seen him brought in Quebec and then I remember that game the first game was going to be against Leicester and then the next game was against City so it was like how how can you actually throw Quebec into that game he's just been playing for Schalke that have been rock bottom of the Bundesliga and it was kind of just. Give us a break. Give us a Carabao Cup game. Give us something. Give us Sheffield. Just give us. A... I think we had one game. I think it was Brighton, and I remember watching a whole heap of stuff from the pundits over in England, and I was saying like, play Quebec, play Quebec, and I agreed. But he would literally rocked up like three days beforehand. Yeah. But I remember looking at the fixtures and going, shit. If he doesn't play today, he's, he's got to play not against Leicester in Leicester. The next two, and obviously the mistake of Alisson, he wasn't playing. And then yeah. City,
0: but uh, it, it was just horrible yeah. timing, right? And that's not Klopp's fault. That's not the players' fault. That, that, that's just how it goes in football sometimes. You can't predict when you're going to get injuries. And for Jürgen, his hands yeah, were pretty much tight, right? And that's, the, that's just the sad part yeah. of all this, is that a lot of things are just quite situational for this season for ourselves. A lot of things have gone wrong at the same time. Where, at least for City yeah. last year, yeah, it, wasn't going, it was all going wrong at the back and they lost so many injuries. But at least they never really lost a key player going forward. And nah, they, and look they, look, they, they little still look absolutely amazing goals. going forward, and it's what it's not what saved them because that's very disingenuous. In the city they're unreal, you know. They're one of the best teams in Europe. I actually hope they win the Champions League this year. I think it's good for Pep gets that monkey off his back because I think he's unreal. Um, yeah. But unlike them last year, we've also had our problems going forward. We've also lost some midfielders. It's just been one of those years, where you just cop it, right? And we don't yeah, have the like of we don't have the like of a Stephen Gerrard that's just going to take a game by himself and go you know what this is a football club this is my club grab by the net and drag you forward the only guy I think in the team that does that is our current captain Henderson and with him injured it's yeah. who's got to step up and do it
1: yeah we don't have many vocal leaders that's what I've noticed it's the this, the game's changing in that respect I feel as well I feel like you look across teams in Europe. I feel like growing up, there were so many teams. You look at Bayern Munich teams with like Schweinsteiger and Philipp Lahm, and you look at Barcelona with you know oh, yeah. Puyol and P.K. You know, like I I feel at, feel look at look at United, man. Vidic, 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 Ferdinand. You know, and Ferdinand as well, like Patrice. I know Everett, I'm a like, Liverpool like, fan, but that you
0: know it's... that United squad, and the, so Alex for like the middle of you know the middle of 2000 to like yeah. what? When did when did 2011. Yeah. like that. That side was unruly mainly because every person in that football club bought into what Sir Alex did, and they were all so vocal,
1: and they're all just think about across Europe. Yeah, but now, who's got a team like no that one, now? Though no one, no, no one, one, one
0: has those sort of leaders anymore. It, they're they're old fashioned, and it's a bit sad,
1: really, because I think they they're worth their weight in gold. It, you get. Do you think it's because they're not? Because those guys, if you think about them technically, then they weren't always the best technically. Do you think the gap now to make it at that level is too big that you can't be like that technically good? I don't know how to really articulate this, but I, I know feel what you're like say. for those guys now they're operating at that like elite level. They're so driven on their own. They've like for them the whole time they've been a kid, so they they've been out. You know those guys our age. You know we're twenty five now. Like we'd be if we were playing, would be prime. Yeah. Anyone our age has had to focus so hard just to make it. They don't have that bigger perspective, to, you know, to show I need to, you know, bring the team with me. Or maybe you're looking at the impact of academies, and you're saying these kids are just like playing through. It's so structured; they don't have those experiences like you know, 20 years ago, where your youth team guys were more involved with the first team, and it was a bit more rough and tumble. Where now they're sort of I think it's just the era of football and. and- Personally, yeah, I agree. think now I the modern day games of
0: total football, uh, you know, where a lot of teams are very possession based, and if you're not possession based, you're very counter pressing, and if you're not counter pressing, yeah. you're very athletico where you sit behind the ball, wait to hit teams on the break, right? Those are your three yeah. systems in football. Back, you know, I'm not going to say yesterday, but back what? Early 2000s? We're talking yeah, 15 years right? ago.
1: 10, 15 you years ago. You would still
0: have teams that would try and play that system, but those games used to be. Physical, free flowing. You look back at the, the Liverpool United derbies, Liverpool Everton derbies, right? You used to see how many challenges used to fly in, right?
1: Yeah. You
0: don't see that now. A because modern day football, they're trying to stamp it out. They're trying to stamp out all these big, crunching challenges. I get that. You know, some some yeah, of the stuff that Vidic, Ferdinand, Gerrard, Lampard, Carriga. Yeah.
1: You talk about player safety. Yeah. I, player I, safety I look,
0: don't point. worry, I can get behind it, and I get it. I do think it's gone a little bit over the top at times. Uh, But, you know, it it stamped out all of a sudden The sort of leader that could come in and just do a job Uh, For me, look, it's something so small But Raheem Sterling was playing against When he was at Liverpool I'm trying to think it was against now I I honestly think it could have been in a cup game against QPR I reckon And there's a quote from him He got absolutely taken out Yeah, he got crunched And Steven Gerrard within two minutes Against the same guy that crunched him Went and absolutely crunched this guy, right? Trying to remember who it was against now, because it's not a good example of a cup. Yeah, but sure. it was a, it was more the example that Stevie would go. All right, you put one on me. I'm going to put one on you as a leader. And yeah, and it's, this is my way of showing. All right, boys, we're up for the fight. We're going to back you up, and off we go. You know, for me, it was you know Rory Keane was one of the best exponents. You know, he used to come up against a good footballer, yeah. and he'd be you know what we might not be as good as these guys as Manchester United, but I'm not going to get beat today. And the way I'm not going to get beat is I'm going to be up for the fight. I'm going to come in and contest every 50-50 ball. And if I can win ball and man, I'm going to win ball and man, you know. And that allows you to be that vocal, no-nonsense leader that lacks in modern football now. And we've lacked it this season, you know. Liverpool don't have that sort of yeah. guy. But if you look around Europe, like you said, there isn't those, sort, those, those footballers aren't really there anymore. I personally think it's because oh, academies now work so hard to make the most technically gifted footballers around.
1: Yeah. You that lose that passion about You lose it. You do. Well, that, that heart. And anyway, I'll add one thing to it, and then we'll move on because we're starting to yeah, get yeah, a of course. sidetracked from what we're focusing on. I feel like the modern equivalent to a Roy Keane is an N'Golo Kante. So it's someone but that's that what it's morphed into. might now. not lead vocally. Yeah. Yet. So it's someone that will run his ass off, run his socks off, will do the dirty work that it's way. A different it's a different type, a type sort of leadership. It's a creative outlet. And yeah, it's all on field and that's just, you know, a product of what it is And we just got it Exactly,
0: it, um, and we need an old school leader to get us through this mess and we just don't have that at the moment I still think Henderson is that sort of guy because he's cut from that cloth because he's who he's idolised but It might have to come through the coaching stuff. It, it to could honest. too, like, I, just I honestly think, think that It's not going to come through the players if you had, well, just It's a bit sidetracky, but you look at the Rangers side play on the now, you get that little bit of gist that they're quite vocal, quite oh, here we go, it's Rangers. We're going to be very hard to beat, you know?
1: Yeah, but they're a side that still play brilliant Yeah, exactly. Though, so they've got, a, they've got a great balance.
0: I just yeah. think that a lot of modern-day sides now in Europe, uh, and, you know, we're trying to do it in Australia through our curriculums here, uh, you know, we're trying to make the yeah. most technically gifted footballers that you forget the art of being mentally, you know, up for the fight in football, you know? That yeah, that, that work rate, that bit of old school, oh, I'm going to win this ball, I'm going to win this chance, I'm going to win this second ball, And that little bit of doggedness and that little bit of vocal leadership. I think you lose that if you focus so much on the technical aspect. That also comes from modern day refereeing, but that's the modern day football now. So So I think that's yesterday.
1: We could do a whole podcast. We could do a whole podcast on the state of football and refereeing and the way Ah. things are going. But let's let's move on. Let's just bring in bring it back to Liverpool. So we've spoken (laughs) we've spoken at length about our defensive situation. I'm just going to quickly add on that. I don't this is just my opinion. I want a yes or no answer from you and then we're going to move on. I actually don't think we need to bring anyone in at the end of the season. I agree because I we're going
0: to get back everybody for next year.
1: Yeah, and that's where I'm sitting, sitting as well. I feel suit. like this year's it actually would be been panic. really good because I think this year's been actually really, not good, but it's been beneficial because now we've got games into guys. We can mix match a little bit more. At another time, I want to actually focus on like the playing intensity of the team and that's going to sort of transition into this next bit. So we've had guys like Robbo in four years have played 94% of Premier League yes. minutes. Like that's I think that's important. also because Sisman like Kass, Kass has
0: been them. injured, though. Or see me at see me, see me at the cast. I would yeah. like to say.
1: See me at yeah. the cast. All right, so let's transition it. So goal scoring, I feel like this has been our bigger issue this year. I know, I feel like last year, defensively, we were just that good that it makes it look worse this year than what it actually yeah. is. I feel like... We were just a well oiled machine defensively. We weren't conceding at all. We'll go on and putting goals past people for fun. This year, watching us has been so frustrating because we're creating so many chances. And you're sitting there wondering what is going on? How are we not burying these? The attackers, this is like a double-edged sword. Everyone's saying that our attack hasn't changed, but I feel like that's actually been part of the problem. I feel like they've played so much football over the last four years that together they're burnt. They're done. They're cooked. And my reasoning to that is: you look at someone like Jota who comes in fresh, hasn't had that same international European pedigree for the last four years, and has come in and looked like an absolute. He's Spartan looked like a bargain. Team. Yeah. So for me, I feel like everyone can keep saying, but Salah's still playing, Mane's still playing. For me, and you know, why aren't they scoring? It's the fact that they're playing so much. And then I spoke about it earlier. Who's our Depth, who's coming on? Shakiri Divock, you know, like, they're not good enough anymore. I love Divock, I love Shakiri for what they did in that run in, you know, twenty nine yeah. or 2018. They're not good enough. Like, they're just, they're not going to get you over the line anymore. And last year, really, how much of an impact did they have? I They had more of an impact the year we lost it than the year exactly, we it. Exactly, correct. My Divock just had moments like,
0: of, oh, here we go. And it was always in the
1: dying embers, right? Well, I think bought... but Even Shaq, though, Shaq yeah. scored against a double against Man United at home as well. And he played his role. But like even in the like last year, it, they did nothing. And that's why obviously Joder signed. And that's a great bit of business. But unfortunately, we lost him as well. He scored seven in six Yeah, it was or something, something crazy how he started. And then obviously him going out has just meant that the front three have, you know, had to carry that burden for the whole season. And we've been I don't know if it's been thankful. But the issue is, if one of them went down, who was coming in? Like that's the the big issue. The one thing I really wanted to highlight. Everyone's talking about Sadio Mane, and you know this, and everyone that's listening that know knows me knows this. Mane. Yeah, my I player. know you love like, him. I, I he's is. If you ask me who my favorite player is in the squad, it's Mane. So for me, I've just got you know some stats from his season last year to his season this year. And everyone was sort of saying that his season last year was like his real, not breakout year because he's a great player, but it's the year where he took that ascendancy into that world-class status. And, you know, so in 1920, he played 39 games in the league and scored 18 goals. So he's practically going at a goal every second game, which for a winger is unbelievable. That's just next level. To compare that with Mohamed Salah, in the same season, scored 19 in the league. So everyone was talking about how good Salah was last year. They shared that he lost out by a goal. To Salah, which is massive. This year, from 31 games so far, 7 goals. So you're talking about someone that's played the majority of the season. His goals have been cut into... You know, He's lost two-thirds of his production from last season. So that's one example of where it's gone crap. You're starting left winger who started pretty much all of those games. He's only come off the bench four times this year. He's only scored seven. So that's just one bit of thing that I've noticed. But then it alludes back to our conversation. So why does Mane struggled? And I think he has relied more on Robertson's width than Salah has on Trent's. If that makes sense. So Mane has relied more on Robertson being with him to take away some of that space because the way Mane Mane needs to operate a little bit wider than Salah does. So without uh, Robertson being out there with him, taking that Defender,
0: just giving that fullback a second choice. Does he go issue. follow Roberts right? Or Does he come and come and follow Mane, who's got the ball? Where Salah, the Salah yeah, doesn't I'm, need that. Salah can do what he do what he likes on that right hand side. Coming in on his left, he can go down Salah the line. Drifts,
1: Salah drifts. drifts in a lot more though. Like oh, yeah, when you watch it, when that, you watch I've, when you watch no it, evidence. Salah almost
0: operates in the half space between you know fullback and centre back always. Where Mane yeah. will look to yeah. go wide and then drive at his man from yeah. wide inside. Where Salah would like to pick it up already inside, and with two touches, can he hit it? And if he can't, then you know he'll go down the line and then play Trent more times than not because his right foot's his right foot.
1: And that's where I feel, yeah, Mane's lost that edge because, as we said before, the fullbacks just haven't been able to commit as high because of everything else. It's just a snowball from
0: the defensive problems, but I hundred percent agree. I think our goal scoring problems are definitely there this year. It's it's very noticeable. I am gonna offer out some stats. Here, and they're only yeah. taking 24 games into the Premier League season because I wanted to take it from a point that I thought wasn't. Where's yeah, that what? was like it was just a point in the season where I go, okay, you've got enough knowledge here to know what's really going on.
1: And we haven't won the league at that point either, so that's it, that's it, important because like once we'd won the league last year, our data it, is it, it's just huge, crap because right? we stopped. Anyway,
0: running. in the EPL yeah. after 24 games played, we had 45 goals compared to 56 in 2019. So when you think of it, that's what, uh, 11 goal difference? You know, 11 goals for last year and more? And you think yeah. about it and you go, all right, it's 11 goals. It's massive, but it's not like as big as you think it is considering how bad we look going forward. The big stat for me yeah. is we've conceded 32 goals this year compared to only 15 of last year. And you've got to remember in 2018-19, we scored 55 and only conceded 14 after 24 games. And we didn't even win the league. Yeah, the big crazy. thing for me is When you're not scoring up top But you're conceding at the back You're not going to win games of football Last year and the year yeah. before We were scoring, which was great But we weren't conceding Look at Man City last year They finished top four Because yeah, they were conceding But they were scoring They were putting teams to bed They were saying, you're going to score two We're going to score four This year, if the team gets the first goal Against us, I actually think we're dead Because we're not going to score because they're gonna... Yeah, it's very hard yeah.
1: for us Yeah It's very hard for us to come back into those games, as we said before, because teams are setting up in that low block. Once we concede, it's tough. Like we saw it against Dustin Villa last week. You know, we went 1 0 down. Thankfully, we scored a couple minutes after, but it took us to the 90th minute and Trent to score an absolute weldy in between three defenders and hit the side netting for us to walk away with three points in a game where, well, I think Villa had four shots total. And but that sums up the
0: year, I think. It, it's been a year where teams can come to Liverpool and just go, this is the game plan. Stuck, stay tucked in, stay in two banks of four, sit very deep, give them no space in behind. Because if you give Liverpool space in behind, we're deadly. You know, We've got the speed to kill you. It doesn't matter if Salah won't get yeah. your Mane rule, right? But if you nullify the, the space in behind and you nullify the ability to get hit on the break, because that's where we're deadly. We prefer to play against teams that come out against us. So like Leeds, Leeds are going to yeah. go and play. Under you know they they're gonna go and play because that's how they're taught and that's how they're managed. We would rather play Leeds there, but than we would play most teams in the Prem,
1: right? Let me add one thing before yep. you carry on. So last week I watched Leeds Man City, and this is disappointing because I'd spent all year and we'd spoken about it heaps. We both believe that Leeds play their philosophy every game. Bielsa, but he had to. He was 10 against man down. City. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, yeah, I know. But still, even before that point, they weren't as expressive as they had been. I obviously the red card makes a huge difference in that game, and I you know, accept that. But prior to the red card, they there was still a shift, and I think he learned from that absolute drubbing they got from Man United. Oh, yeah. And since then, they hadn't played anybody, and I kept an eye on it because I wanted to make sure that it wasn't like. An anomaly, and they're just going to let it go. So I feel like Man City is the other big team with us. So they hadn't played another big side since they got smacked up by United. And I'm a bit, I'm more worried than I would have been three exactly. weeks ago. Exactly. Uh, I hear you. I still
0: think they're going to come out and play football, and we rather play against a side that's going to come, press, try to go forward, try to move the ball. When we play against sides that want to sit back in those narrow banks of 2-4 or whatever shape they want to use, if it's a 4-2-3-1, but super deep, right? Or 4-4-1-1 or whatever, right? The game plan's there. No space in behind so Liverpool can't break. Stay as tucked in as you can on our right-hand side or their left-back, right? To force Sulla onto his right foot because Sulla's so one-dimensional. If you do the same thing, but you double, you you block up the, you know, the attacking lane or the passing lane between centre-back and full-back... On our left-hand side, you all of a sudden can't give Mane any chance to hit it on his right foot or move it onto his right foot. You're just saying against Liverpool, if you block up those avenues where you're not allowing Salah onto his left, you're not allowing Mane onto his right, and you're closing the space between the midfield and defensive line so you can't have Bobby or whoever's playing in the nine hover between the lines, pick up the ball, and play those balls to your more creative midfielders like Thiago. If you do that against Liverpool, are they going to break you down? No. Where well, you look at different teams throughout the years in Premier League history, the really good teams, they could have killed you five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different ways. Yeah, I don't think we have that with our front three anymore. I think no, for the last couple so of years we we're so clinical that even if teams came to do that, we'd get one, and once we got one, different ball game because they have to come and try and score a goal, and we would kill you. Right now, teams understand if they just sit and follow that pattern and that structure. Liverpool won't break you down, it's just a matter if we, if we score today or not. And a lot of teams you've got to be remembered are very happy against nil nil against us.
1: Yeah, I don't know if this is like it's not even a this season issue. Like this for me, for as long as I've been like a young adult, I've always watched us and gone, We can't play teams that don't play. West football. Brom back in the day, Paul. Oh, West I, Brom back in the day my mind goes straight to Chelsea. Like when we're going for the league and Jose sits seven people behind the ball, how are we trying to play? We're playing wide and we're just whipping balls into five center backs. Like it's just, I don't know. I feel like there's just, it's almost an arrogance. Like it has to be like, we think that we're just going to roll up and go, yep, we're Liverpool. We're playing at Anfield. We're just going to play our way and, and go like we don't have a plan B. Like, but is that because we don't have the know, personnel
0: back, to play a plan B?
1: We don't have That's a personnel exactly at my the point. moment. We don't we have don't. A personnel, but we haven't had personnel. No, but we we have had time and time and time, and we got money. Why don't we have a plan B? What? Why can't we in a game go? This isn't working. Time to switch so you, it, you, it up. You're about to tell I, I mean, me. This, I'm going to use you, a crap example. You actually read my mind. I don't want any. Yeah, I know what out, you mean. But, but you, look at, look I, want, what Chelsea I want that do Plan Giroud, B though.
0: option. That if look, 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 how good look,
1: has Giroud been this year look, for Chelsea? When Timo Werner has done nothing, they go not not happening. Giroud comes on. This bang, is one being your friend. This is why me and you've been long term friends. Not, yeah, oh.
0: because this is the frustrating thing. So I love Divock. Don't get me wrong. Lord Divock forever be part of my heart as a Liverpool fan. Give him a statue, yeah. but time to get, go. Get rid of him. Go get your plan B striker. I don't care who it is. Whoever Klopp goes, that's my guy, not a problem. Because against teams that park the bus, that come and play this deep system, and if you're going to be lumping balls into the box and you're going to... Because, look, the old adage is you can't go through the wall. Can you go over the wall? Maybe. Which yeah. means you're going to shoot from distance, right? What yeah. What do you have to do to go get past the wall? You have to do what? Get around it. You have to get around the ball. Yeah. That's coming from Robert and Trent whipping balls in. Yes, you have Mane and Salah from either side making front stick, back stick runs, and you can have Bobby. And you it can have Bobby. Defense, probably, you can even play Bobby and play four four two or four two three one with Bobby in the ten, right? And you can have yes. him going front stick, but you need that big focal point to whip it to, like Giroud does for Chelsea, right? It's just that Plan B. Yeah, that's, that's where look, I would have loved Carroll to work. Carroll never did, but I've always been partial to having a big, tall target man. No. But yeah, quality so I'm not looking him for People to go buy Ricky Lambert Right I want someone that yeah. knows What they're doing Up there well, Like Jura Jura would be perfect But We need to go no, We need to go yeah. out there And get
1: a guy My type My yeah. type Would be someone like Tammy Abraham I wouldn't go and get Tammy I want someone who When he needs to come To the ball He can come Yeah exactly need, need a ball but player You this, want to know who oh, This is going to sound role, so though. weird Right Yep yeah. Give me a name and I'll explain how I want them to play. Give me a name. Peter Crouch. The, the way I want to play it. Yeah, the Peter Crouch that we had in 07 is perfect because Peter could either play with his back to goal or what I really loved about Peter Crouch, if the run's there to be made in the channel, he will go and make it. Even if he doesn't get the He will ball, move a defender out of the way so the defender is... has to follow him. Thank you. It drops their line deeper. What does that do? Create space. Bobby drops off. Wingers tuck in. Fullbacks go. Defense is all over the place. Tiago finds pockets of space, and it's all that is. It's chaos. It is pure exactly. chaos. We, exactly we lack that. that. Run, we lack run. that this year. We've got none of it. We do not have anyone stretching the defense for the sake of taking someone. It's out a of the big space. thing that I coach. We have not had that. It's A big ever. thing that our
0: coach. You make an attacking run for two reasons, to get the ball or to move the opposition. The aim is when you're in possession of the ball and you're going forward, you want to move the opposition in a way that's gonna create space for you to create a goal scoring option. We don't do that this year, it's very one dimensional. If it ain't Salah taking you down the line, coming inside, creating something, or Mane doing the same thing on the other side, it's not happening. It's gonna be it's gonna be pass wide to Trent and he's eye or or Rob on the other side. Going and to it's either gonna be cut back, gone out to the two centre mids, can't find a ball, back out to the other fullback until we lose it, or we're gonna whip it to nobody, right? Occasionally, we occasionally small Bobby small or Salah or Mane are gonna pop up with a header, or it's gonna be that worldy of a cross that they're gonna be on a platter for somebody. I get that, like Trent did what? Against Arsenal, right? But yeah. you don't have that physical guy where it's whipped in and it's a 50-50 against the centre-back that's going to go there and go, yep, that's mine. We don't have that.
1: It's sad that Jot is, it's sad that Jot is our best area, or Mane's in the air too, but I feel like Jodder's is our best target aerially. But at the moment, for the way that we create space, the only way that we actually engage defenders where it works is when Bobby drops deeper and it creates that choice for the centre-back to go, do I go with Bobby? And leave the space behind me, or do I stay? Yeah, behind? and if they that's follow the Bobby, we'll go
0: over the movement. top into Salah Romano making that run with the centre back. Yeah, Kane. that's the
1: only space that yeah, we create. So that's not coming from. It's the, the only decision that's what that we're really giving a back me. four or a back five or whatever. It's easier. We're giving them two exactly. choices: either go with Bobby or allow the fullbacks to have it. And if he's smart against us, give it to the fullbacks because then all that's going to create for them is. They've just engaged two more guys forward if we nod this out because they don't have a striker that can use their head. If we clear this, we've got a four-on-two going the other way and we're going to have a shot on target. Like, it's just dumb. Like, for a team that's so well-resourced and structured, how can we only have two ways of attacking? it? Just, this year, it it's me. shown its head just... a
0: lot more than previous years. I've always yeah, said that we're very 100%. one-dimensional, but we're so good at what we do that it carries us through, right? And I will yeah. say that I reckon last year, the year before, there was always that little bit more chaos going. You know, Bobby would, you know, come and do the incredible. Or, you know, there'll be a different, few different type of runs. This year it's become so static that I could put out, you know, a, a decent, you know, Premier League side with like Bamber. And, you know, I'm just going to list some like Andre Wisdom and all these sort of guys in the back. All yeah. these reject sort of Premier League players that you can think of. And I think they could do a job against Liverpool Football Club at the moment on the right day.
1: Do you think it's just that burnout? I like, think it's a mixture of it. I think it's a dumb. burnout.
0: It's the fact that we've lost so many players and the confidence is low and the fact that they know they're in a rut. I think the worst thing as a footballer yeah. is knowing I'm out of form. How the hell do you fix it out of form? I'll link it to you like this, Paul. We're going down to West Beach and you've just shanked three of the last fours right <laughs> and you've come to hole six for people that don't know. It's got water to the right. It's a straight path four that shouldn't ever give you any problems. But there's just out of bounce water on the right. If you shank three of your last four right, what do you think's in your head when
1: you walk up to the tee? I'm going to tee as far to the left as possible. Not shank it right.
0: You're just going to go to yourself, not shank it right. Yeah. And what's going to happen more times than not because you're thinking like that? What are you going to do?
1: Go within yourself. Go Yeah, within you're going to go within
0: yourself That's and exactly not happening. hit a good tee shot. Or you're going to shank it right. The moment that if Liverpool Football Club realise they're in a rut, they're out of form, and it's not happening, all they're going to focus on is that. It's not going to be the focus on, let's go play some beautiful football. You know? That's the mentality of it. The big
1: difference. The big difference, though, is these guys, man, are like elite of the elite. I don't care how elite you are. Mentality always plays on you. You, I know that they don't. Apparently, they don't read what's put in the newspapers, the
0: press, what Sky Sports, BT, whatever they say. I don't care. You, you know, you know, and you know as a player too. Where
1: that's, where that's contradictory though is this exact squad has been applauded for their mentality for three years, but it's burnout. That's, I, I I agree. Do I think this is like COVID has happened at the complete worst time for this team because we were at a point where financially we would have been up there. I don't have the numbers, but we would be up there with your Man Uniteds, Man Cities, PSGs. We now haven't been able to invest that money because of the state of the world. So I think the team was ready for reinvestment, and they said. To, they must have said to Klopp, who do you desperately want? And we're going to actually move on to this chat now. I'm going to transition into Go it on. now. He said, I want Thiago because that last year, if you asked me exactly. last year, so before the start of this season, what's our weakest, not weakest area, where do we need to improve? It was centre percent You knew going into this year, you couldn't play. Fabinho, Milner, Henderson as your three. Because you don't, you, you don't feet.
0: have, you don't have the creativity there, and you can't play the ox there for no. the same reason because he's more of a runner. He's not the guy to pick the lock. Yeah. Naby was meant to be the guy, and Naby's been so hit and miss for four years. Right, you get, yeah, you so get, that's you, where I to get talk. You games with Naby where Naby you go, yeah, team. that's why we bought him, and you get games going, hang on a second. When Naby came, I was yeah. so over the moon because I thought we got a hell of let's a football move on. Like. To,
1: let's move on to Naby. Let's move on to Naby quickly. I want to have a chat about Naby because last year, when we signed Thiago, I remember sitting with Zach and we picked apart the midfield and we said, all right, what does our starting midfield look like? And it was, yeah, shout out to Zach. I'm sure he'll probably listen to this at some point. Let's see if he's uh, still listening after 47 minutes. But um, we sort of spoke about what does our best midfield three look like? And we settled on a midfield three for Binho, Thiago and Gini. Because it gave you the balance. It gave you everything you needed. So obviously... With reports that are coming out, I don't think Genie stays. Genie's gone. Am I disappointed the pool. about Genie's it? Gone. Oh, the Barcelona on Okay, all right, that's fine. Am I disappointed? Not really. I don't think Genie gets better than what he is. So if we're going to operate like a big club, am I disappointed we're getting nothing yes. for him? Yes. Am I disappointed that he's going? Not See, I'm really. a bit.
0: I'm a bit opposite it's- to that.
1: I think. I'll be disappointed if we don't replace him properly. Then it's going to hurt more. That's where I sit. So at the moment, we don't have anyone else in the club that plays that role. But I think Jeannie's not done, but I think Jeannie's time in Liverpool, and I know he loves the club and I've seen all the stuff about him and he loves his time, but I think when we're talking about burnout... We need a change. And I think it comes from the midfield. So I think Henderson, he's proved me wrong this year. I didn't think he was going to... I've i always had this doubt with Henderson. I don't know where it's come from. I'm different with Henderson too. He's just gone level to level to level you, to you, level. You can back me up on
0: Hendo as well because you've seen it throughout the years. I've yeah. been so vocal that Henderson has been our most important player in the middle of the park from nearly day yeah. one. I Even when he first yeah. came in, was made captain, everyone was slating him. I, I was always the guy... And it was very unpopular yeah, at the time. Yeah, I was anti right? that. that. I was like, hang on, this boy is something quite special. We need to give him time here. Because I I saw it from day one. There's a natural leader that, you know, he's getting absolutely, you know, com- compared to Steven Gerrard. I don't care who you are, you're not comparing, right? But yeah. he's so good yeah. and so important. And this year's proved it and has vindicated that.
1: He's just he- stepped into that role massively for us over the last two years. And he's really proved a lot of people wrong, including myself. So for me... At the moment, my midf- my midfield three is probably locked in as Fabinho, Thiago, I think and so Henderson. Too.
0: But it's the depth outside of. But that.
1: there's nothing there. Curtis looks. Curtis good. is
0: definitely an option, and the thing is, is we're talking about Naby. How does Naby feature in all of that pool? Do you sell him?
1: Well, N- Naby Naby is your Thiago replacement. Uh, I get that. They're the Has exact been good same to to be at
0: Liverpool Football Club.
1: He's been good enough, but he hasn't been fit enough, and that's got to almost be, be the key thing. When he's played, he is not I feel like 75% of the games that he's played, you go, "Holy shit, this guy's a player." He has his 24 he has his 25% of games where he where he's quiet. That happens with that type of midfielder though, because they're trying to do everything going forward. Some days those passes don't hit. Sometimes it just doesn't happen. For him,
0: he has moments of brilliance. There's times when Nabi does something and you go wow. That's why.
1: I think you're at a we're at a point where we need, if especially we're going to get to this later. But if we're not in the top four, we really need to start acting like a and big club,
0: not not buying your and, way out. But it's kind of going. Who do we need? What's the problem? Go fix it.
1: And for me, you got to ask the question: Is Nabi Kater? Is he going to be the guy that's going to get you out of the shit? And my answer at the moment is no. We've had four years. I'm with you. Oh, I, don't worry. Hopes. I'm not writing Naby off, and I would love Naby to prove me
0: wrong, like Henderson did to you. Even though uh, it's one of my prouder moments, where I oh. said that Henderson would come good. Um,
1: Naby's one of my yeah, favorites. Yeah, and uh, look, when, when, when he, he when came when he in, plays. when he came in, I was
0: like, here we go. And when he plays and he plays well, he looks a million dollars. Just it doesn't happen enough. Yeah. That might be the thing when you're not fit 100 percent of the time you're not going to be as consistent as when you're just churning out games, getting minutes consistently, right?
1: Yeah. Given,
0: i give that. It's just how long... It's been four years. How long do you give him?
1: For me, I think he's got one more... This is with my opinion. This is where I sit on it. I would rather him not play another minute this year and Klopp do what he did to Fabinho. And so I'm going to give you four months, figure your stuff out, get fit, have your preseason. Come back ready to go. And if it doesn't happen by January, see you right.
0: later. It, it's almost like we did with Robertson. We didn't see Robertson when he first signed to come play left-back for ages. Yeah, it's the yeah. same sort of thing. Well, we had Moreno yeah. and... It's, 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 it's well, a similar uh, idea. You give the guys some time off. I think doing it right now with the sort of running to make the top four would be difficult.
1: But it's... I don't think you can trust him. I can't trust I, him. I couldn't either. If he's coming on to I just play, think that's a massive call. If he's either coming on or starting... Look, for me, it's situational. At the moment, I'd rather have James yeah, you same here. Naby I would too. Naby, with this run-in, run especially with the teams that we're playing, we've got the best run-in out of the top we, six. We, look,
0: I don't want to get to the predictions just yet because I want to end on predictions,
1: but I would agree with yeah.
0: you.
1: All right, so let's take Naby out of the discussion. I've got an idea for you. Yep, yeah, shoot away. I think we I, about I've got an right idea to? for you, opinion, and I this is a guy at. that
0: I would love yeah. to see make the transition one day. I don't know if it's too soon.
1: Yeah,
0: but he's also a guy, Trent Alexander Arnold. You got to remember when he came through the academy, he played in the middle of the park. Yeah, he don't get me wrong. Double thumbs up. He in. is an outstanding fullback. Defensively, does get caught. Is it worth Liverpool buying a world class right back and saying, you know what, Trent, your time has come to transition into the middle of the park, kind of what Kimmich has done. Right, yeah. I think the time it could be now, because what you get from Trent, you get that killer ball, you get the ability to be dogged. He can go box to box. He has a defensive art, and he's your genie replacement. I think long term, I do really think that. It's just a matter does liberal Football Club will really want to go buy a right back?
1: I don't know. So the one question I've got for yep. you then, assuming that Trent plays centre mid what's your midfield three? Or this also... I think
0: it's, tra- I think it's transitional. Thing. For certain games, you play Trent in the middle of the park and you play a right back that you buy a right back and certain games, you play Trent at right back.
1: Yeah, I, I like that idea because my big sort of anti... I've thought about this a lot and I, and I agree with it. I want to see Trent play centre mid and there's a little thing on the side. I think for him to actually play for England, that's where he probably is going to play yeah. because of the the right backs yeah. that they've got anyway. You've got Wan-Bissaka and Kyle Walker and whoever else. Trippier. Yeah, there's another one. But I think the one negative I have with Trent going centrally is: do you lose, do you lose that killer ball when he can play from right to left? No, that, that would be I the don't one thing. So. If it means if his range of part, if he's able to pick the intricate passes from the center of the park, then I've got think no he issue. Does. With I
0: it you got to remember how many times did Gerard switched the ball for Liverpool? So many. Yeah. From the middle of the park, I think Trent's. I'm not saying Trent's going to be Gerrard, right? I'm not not saying that, so don't slate me. But I think Trent has that passing ability because his right foot's so sweet that he's still, even in the middle of the park in a more central area, is still going to be able to ping balls left and right. So will Henderson. you know, And that just allows you to just
1: get out against teams. My other thought then, so if you're playing, say, Trent in the middle, I think this is what we could do long-term. Do you think Joe Gomez could become your right-back option? I think... I think drop just don't, don't Fabinho drops a line. Henderson drops a line. And then you have Henderson, Trent, and Thiago as your midfield three. With Fabinho as your ball player with Verge. Gomez, we've seen he can play right back. Obviously, his crossing isn't at you the gotta same you got to remember, level. Gomez, before he done but his first long-term
0: injury at Liverpool, under Brendan Rodgers, played right back.
1: Exactly. That's where yep. my mind went. Also, Salah doesn't rely on Trent to overlap. So you don't lose anything. You don't lose anything by Gomez maybe not being. I like the idea. I know what does. you're saying, and I like the
0: idea. I just think if you're so a Liverpool football club, if you're a Liverpool football club, and you have the resources, you have the money, and you want to go down that route, you buy a world class right back. You go out there and buy whoever you want. I don't care who it is. Whoever Klopp goes in and goes Young. That's the guy.
1: Yeah, that's the best case scenario. I, you, and I don't know. I don't have a name to throw, you know, at that today. I, I feel like right back is a position, you know, in the world at the moment. Where it's not It's not, not clear cut there's, so there's not the all
0: these guys In the top tier It's not like back in the day Where it's I like f- Oh it's going to be Cafu You know Or
1: it's yeah. going to be I feel like on the left There were better, oppos- there's oh, better options There's better options on the left Than there are on the right But anyway That's that's just for discussion there I guess I think long term Trent will move in At some point I think that's been inevitable um, But it needs to be done It just, at the right just depends time, Would then, you I change think... the system? I am at a point where I probably would. depend Depending on what we do, I think that's the key. I think the team probably needs a slight shift. I know we kind no, of play a bit. For- I think we're just too heavy on the 4-3-3. Yeah, it's 4 4 3 one variant that we play. Look, I'm very... I'd rather it be a 4-2-3-1 yeah. long-term. My issue with it is how creative is Thiago? Got to be in that. In a four two three one, because he's gonna be. I think he'd have to play deeper. I don't think he plays in the ten. Yeah, agreed. So I think he still has a license to run. Oh, yeah, he does still got one. Like end of the day, he'll it'll be the it'll be the same out of possession anyway. Realistically, than what yeah. we are now. But I think we just we I need that know. stability. I feel like back kills there, Bobby
0: in the middle of the park. Someone to be I that f- ball winner.
1: I feel like if you play four two three one, that means Bobby's gone. Like he just doesn't suit either role for me anymore. Like, I don't think he can play as a standard, like, as a nine with with that space, like, with that, with that lack of space around him. Like, because obviously you're going to put that fourth option in front, it's going to take away some of that ability yeah, for him to drop in. in. Get on it. I don't think... At least you get a 10, that's going to go I don't beyond. think as a 10... Yeah, I don't think as a 10, he's got it in him anymore. Like, I think... I'd honestly rather see Curtis Jones playing the 10 a bit further forward. Don't have to worry about that defensive. I feel like he's got that ability to really like take that, that next step. And I think if he could play in the 10 in those pockets So you wouldn't be shifting the system? You would be persisting with a 4-2-3-1 by changing the personnel? I'd be changing the way that we play before we change the system. So the way we exploit space, player the way that well. we go after things... Yeah, and that's where I think we're lacking at the moment. I think you literally take one of the. We don't need to okay, play with three question. guys in the engine room. That's question. my fault.
0: clock being then too one minded and, and set in one way of playing football?
1: Yeah, it is. And that's. Uh, and, uh, just uh, look, the, as the a fact. coach, I
0: understand that. You have your philosophy, you have your way you want to play.
1: Yeah, but there's a comes a time where people Yeah, figure exactly. It out. And then you have to you adapt and change like, and overcome. Alex Alex Ferguson would play some games four four two. He'd then play four three three against. The, he'd play the matchups, and I think we need to do that a little it, bit more ourselves. Not, I
0: look, clubs not adaptable is, and this is me putting my coach's hat on. I don't. I think formations are a postcode because I think everything that happens in football is relevant to the ball. If you play four, two, three, one, yeah. there's gonna be times where that shape's gonna look like a four, four, one, one because the wingers have de- dropped in and it's gonna be four and then the ten and a nine, right? And there's gonna be times where when yeah. you're building up in a four, two, three, one, the 10's gonna be side by side with the nine, pushing on another centre back, and it's gonna be four, four, two, four, two, four, right? Yeah. I, however, would love to see us eventually line up in an area where it's a three, five, two right and then let them roam from the that Redges, but you oh. let them roam around cuz you could put Trent at right wing back right back and Robbo at left wing back left back but what you do is you play Gomez Van Dijk and Fabinho as the third but you yeah, play Fabinho like in the middle of the two and Fabinho when we're in possession steps, steps into in. the 6 right yeah. and you're playing with two center yeah, backs like wing backs that have gone right to give you options two yeah. nines right and you could play Mane through the yeah, middle as well. I like it. And you got to remember from there, I you like can get it. Mane peeling wide, you can get him going inside, you can allow the centre mids to go because Fabinho's now sitting. You've got to remember, especially at Anfield, a lot of the times we play, teams only put one up front, you only need two guys to sit there, right? And if and if yeah, Fabinho's going to like sit it. in front of those two sweeping up, I would play a 3 5 2 with those instructions. In saying that, though, yeah. I think what and me, gives and you think me and you are both saying, though, if we're doing that, Bobby might find himself on the peripheral. I wouldn't say you're getting rid of Bobby. I love Bobby, right? And I know you do, too.
1: I think one of, one of the three yeah. has to go. I think. You, I think. Just, I don't want it to happen because we love. that's why everyone yeah. loves football. You love having the attachment to your club and your players. But, you know, look at Man City. Sergio Aguero, he's gone for nothing at the end of the yeah, season. Yeah, I know.
0: How do, how do you the, do that? That? That,
1: is, that is a big club yeah. mentality that is big club mentality. There. Thank you so much for your 10 12 years of service. Time but, to go. You know, sorry. Time to go and somewhat something has to give. Money's not the same. We've we've got money, but the income isn't exactly. the same. Something exactly. has to give. I don't I don't see I don't know, maybe I'm biased. I just don't see Mane as the type that's going to leave. Like, I just think out of I the think three, it's more Salah or Bobby that, that would stays. leave.
0: I honestly don't see Bobby leaving yeah. either. I think it's more Salah than anyone. Personally, uh, yeah. I think I Mane loves the football club tour. so much that he doesn't want to. Well, like, I think Salah would be I think tempted to go. He's been to in England go. long
1: enough too. Oh, yeah, I think Salah's seen more. Like he's obviously played in England, he's played in uh, Italy, he's played in Switzerland. Mane's uh, played predominantly he's, been, the, in, he's in Austria. been in England. Though. But he's been—it's from Southampton. He would have spent four years there, and he spent four or four yeah. years with us. I don't
0: think Mane really yeah. wants so to leave anyway. Settled. I think if Salah left, Mane would stay, and if Salah stayed, Mane may try and manufacture a leave. And it's not because I don't think the two like it. You know, I think the two love each other and whatever, right? But I think they're both selfish yeah. footballers, and he can't carry two. When you're no, out of form, you can't, form, you can't think,
1: carry two. I'd love to see like, so. How does? Diogo fit in yeah, the that as Yeah, that's the other well. thing. he like, have got her think... as
0: well. And if you do move into that 3-5-2 variant, start you know, who you're playing where? You know, you play...
1: J- Jot is flexible. Yeah, that's I the thing with,
0: front, with Mane. I mean, Mane, Mane played up front for Southampton. He scored the fastest Premier League history from goal to goal. Hat-trick. You know, Hat-trick.
1: Yeah, hat-trick,
0: hat-trick. Playing as a nine for Southampton. I think you can do that. Yeah. And it's not playing with natural nines in that 3-5-2 system. It's just going... You've got Gomez, Van Dijk and Fabinho then in front of him. And the rest of you, once we got the ball and BP in that final third, go, create, move. You are just give them the license to move wherever they want. So if you're playing Yota and Mane up top, you're telling them, get in the half, space, peel wide, right? And you're giving whoever's in the tent yeah. the license to get beyond. And like I said, everything's relative in football. All of a sudden, it's going to look like a 4 three, three. And other times you've got to line up, it's going to look like a 4, four 2 or a 3-5-2. It will even look like some sort of system of two at the back occasionally.
1: And that's where it comes back to your plan B Yeah, well, exactly. So like, and yeah, you've, you've got just, to be able to change the game as you know, well. So then, if it's not working, yeah, if it's not working, then you go, all right, I'm going to take one of the midfielders out. I'm going to drop the fullbacks a bit deeper. We're going to. put, I just think you it know, creates. You know, four up front. What it
0: does is it creates what we've been saying has been the problem in terms of goal scoring. We're just we're so static that by us talking about these options and you know everything's perfect when you think about it. You know, we mean you're talking, you put it on paper in yeah, theory. theory, right? And then in practical, it doesn't work. Right? Yeah, I agree. I just think by doing it and thinking about it this way, you're then forcing your forward-thinking players. And their forward-thinking players include Thiago. And that doesn't even include Fabinho when he's on the ball, right? Even even with him playing in that system where he's playing that third centre-back, but in front of Gomez and Van Dijk when he steps up. up, It's creating them to move. You know? Oh, I'm starting central, but yeah. can I peel wide? Can I peel into a halfway? Maybe I have to drop deep. Maybe I have to take a runner to get the 10 getting beyond me now if I'm playing up nine. You know, yeah. it might be, oh, okay, you know, we played Salah up nine and Salah's come all the way to the right, for instance, or Mane on the left, and Roberto Trent goes, well, actually, I can make the inverted wing-back run inside as another midfielder, as an eight. You know, all of a sudden, you're creating yeah. all those problems. And I just think at the moment, Liverpool Football Club aren't creating those problems for the opposition. You know, we're not moving him around. It's so static. And if we go and think about it in this sort of way, off we go. Do I think Klopp's going to change it by the end of the season? No. Do I think Klopp no, no should way. invest some time into thinking about it in off season? Yes. Am I saying that Klopp needs to oh. go? Definitely not because he's the best manager in the world no, at the moment. No, way. Change my mind. Yeah, i got one
1: question for go. you. Go. i got one question for you. Do you think the way that we're so rigid, do you think that limits our players' ability yes, to be creative correct. and think on correct. intuition? That's where my issue is. We've got some of the best attacking players And in I the think world. we're just so structured. Like they're yeah. forcing it. They're forcing we're it. We're so structured to yeah. play
0: one way that we're not playing. But that also comes with lack of confidence. The players aren't willing to try something.
1: Yeah, so they're going to start trusting the system because they're going, shit, I, I, don't, want to, I don't want to be the one that makes a mistake playing exactly. instinct. And then and it then leads then back to obviously
0: Trent and Robbo not bombing on as much because they don't want to be caught out. It all leaks. It's yeah. all snowball so. effect. You want to know when all this problem starts, Paul? 18 centre-backs goal, in a year Snowballs the whole team I yeah, think it's just that In summary stability. We have not been as good going forward Right We get no, no static no We get so much static movement We may need a formation change We need a plan B And we probably need to go into the transfer window And maybe even buy a right back Or a, you know Another centre-mid option Maybe depends Right to replace Genie, Depends what Klopp wants to yeah. do But the option's there for us to do that what I also would say is that I would say, in summary, the biggest problem of this season, 18 centre-backs have unsettled us this much that this is why we're in this spot because we just haven't found a way to cope with it.
1: Yeah, as I said earlier, though, I think Klopp really has found his like third-choice pairing, if I can put it that way. So like I feel like our top two pairings are a combination of the three. So now that, that you team, think so we've found Gomez, it... Gomez... Right? Yeah.
0: now that you think we found it, what's your prediction That's, for the year? Yeah. Rest of the season. For next year? For the rest of the season. Where are we going to finish?
1: In? Oh, for this we're season. We're going to finish now. Look, let, let me get our fixtures up. I want to run through our fixtures because I feel like... While you do that, I'm just going to give you my, my point.
0: I think I agree with yeah, you. you I think Cops maybe finally found what he settled on for the rest of the year. I think that yeah. it will take a bit of brilliance from us going forward. But I think once we have one or two games where it clicks, we'll be okay. I think of our run in, we should finish in the four. Do you? If you asked me three weeks ago, I would have told yeah. you we're definitely finishing outside the four. Now that we've won a couple of games, I think we yeah, can finish in we've the def- four. We've, we've, definitely, we've turned, definitely turned we've definitely a corner, definitely turned especially a corner. in the league. I think of us not being in the Champions yeah, League, we are going to finish in the four. Personally, I would love us not to finish in the four, have Euro- Europa League football, And just go gun-ho at the league next year. And off we go. I just think we're going to finish in the four.
1: I don't agree with that. Only because I don't want it to happen. Because I know the impact financially that's going to make on the club. So I'm going to go a bit more optimistic and more with my heart than my head. West Ham losing last night was the best thing that could happen to us. Because I think Chelsea's priorities are going to be elsewhere. We're a point behind Chelsea. They're playing tomorrow. We're playing... No, when are they playing? They're playing two days' time. We're playing whenever, 20th, Wednesday. We're playing in uh, 24, what, 36 hours time. They're playing the night after, the morning after. So we've got Leeds. This is our run home. Leeds away, Newcastle at home, Man United away, Southampton at home, West Brom away, Burnley away, Palace at home to finish the season. I think, realistically, Man United game, that's uh, up in the air. You never know. Even last year, we struggled with them. I feel like Leeds will be a game where we win. Newcastle at home, there will be a game where they sit in. We'll probably be able to pick them apart. They're, they're not no, great. They're not. Their goals last night... They, they had two goals gifted to them in 25 seconds last night and then scored a nice header when yeah. you know, yeah. uh, West Ham were down to 10 men for three quarters of the game. So, can't really take that into full yeah, you know, perspective. Southampton, since Southampton beat us, they've been crap. Like, that... They are not look, the same I think team if we in, that we flying get at the of year. the year.
0: I personally would 100% love... we should look, get I understand there. what you're saying financially, and I agree with that. I would just love to see... If I was thinking next year was the best chance for us to win the league, it's of us not being in the Champions League.
1: Yeah, look, I think... I, I just think, like, from the perspective of defending champions, it's embarrassing. To not like, I agree. To not, like, I agree. So what I've, I've just brought up... I've just brought up Chelsea's fixtures, so I, I think... That fourth... I think the top three is pretty well done. It's all about fourth. I think it's about fourth spot at this point. So Chelsea have Brighton, which is their game in this yep. match week. Then this is where it gets interesting for me. They play a lot of games. They've got a lot of games And they got to deal with two like legs this is their in run home. the semi-final. They've got West Ham away. They've got Madrid away. They've got Fulham at home. Madrid away. This is where it gets juicy for me. So they go Madrid second leg... They go City away in the league. They go Arsenal at Never home easy. in the league. They go Leicester Never at easy. home in the league. Then they go FA Cup final and then they get Aston final Villa day. last day and Villa will be fighting still for European football. It's
0: gonna be very, very interesting final final
1: Our run home versus Chelsea. The final is few fixtures of this year are gonna be very exciting. Yeah, so let me. I want to bring up the ladder here. I just want to see who else is around us um, because I know that Chelsea is right there. I think, I mean, Leicester are only three points clear... Oh, sorry. Where are they? They're two points clear of Chelsea and they're playing each other. We are only four points behind Leicester in third. We're all on the same games, aren't we? We're all on 31, yeah. We're four points behind Leicester, who are third, West Ham probably. Look, we got the best fixtures. We're just oh, we're, we're 11, just
0: so yeah, hit and miss yeah. that you just don't know. Yeah, I
1: think the way that we're I think we've oh, turned I the corner the results. We've we've turned the corner with performance, not results. The results the the, the result is there, but it's not no, convincing. Not but the performance is a lot it better is. than what the scoreline shows at the moment. That's what. Just the eye test for me, and I haven't actually been able to watch as much of us this year because of the way the fixtures have been. It's been like heaps and heaps of four o'clock in the morning games where I've just not been yeah, able. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're not be able to work, do but, watch because of work. I get that. But from what I've seen in the last month, even the Madrid games, like I didn't think Madrid killed us. Mistakes. We just didn't it was just take mistakes. our chances.
0: And we didn't take chances.
1: Yeah, and it was so. I think for my prediction for next for this year, number one. I think we get into the top four, maybe, based on the run home and the fact look, that look, I, I think we can too. I'm with you there.
0: I think we finished fourth or third this year.
1: Yeah, I think I don't know third. I'd love third because then at least it's guaranteed Champions League. But who knows? I wouldn't. I wouldn't be picky right, this year. We, put it we, that way. But the Yeah, year if we, we have
0: it four this year. It's just, a blessing.
1: It's enough. It's enough. You go right off the year, get healthy, and. I would love to sit and talk about who we're going to bring in and what we need. And that's going to be a whole nother discussion for us. And I think that is the key to us kicking on next year. For me, in my eyes, it's going to be how do we respond to an embarrassing season? Are we going to say near enough is good enough? Or are we going to say, no, let's use that Man City mold and let's go and strengthen our depth? You know, who, who goes and wins the league and then goes and says to Leicester, oh, yeah, give us your most creative player. Yeah, I hear you. You know, what team does that? Seriously, we need to start doing that. We need to start going. We're Liverpool. You want to play for us. Fans are going to be back next year, hopefully. You want to play at Anfield. You want to play Champions League nights here at Anfield. Come play with us. Come win league titles with us. That's what. That's the shift we need to make now. It's all lovey-dovey. I'll well, we won one after 31 years, whatever it was. Time to forget that now. We won it. Cool. It's done. Don't live on that anymore. Champions League stuff's been awesome because it's been so long since we've been relevant in Europe. I think we've gotten complacent because of how long it has taken to get back there. We think three years, oh yeah, we're just automatically going to get it given to us on a platter. And I think that's where... We fell apart this season as well. We were naive at times when we needed to be more realistic of the situation, and that's just my honest thoughts. As much as I love the club, I think we got to start I acting like a some big very club. Valid I've cool. already seen teams buying people and throwing so them year year around. So this fourth time for us. This to do year, a fourth is
0: your prediction. Is that your number? I'm with uh, yeah. you.
1: All right. Next
0: year, yeah. we don't sign anybody. Could we win the league?
1: Yeah. No. I agree. I think I think Chelsea are a complete different animal under uh, Thomas Tuchel. They've got money to spend. City are only going to get better. And as much as I don't want to say it, I mean, United are getting better and better as well. So I think if we stay stagnant again for another year, because I don't want to say we'll stagnant this year, but we made one signing in Thiago and it took three months to get on the Yeah, pitch. I do. So well, I felt I, like I think the team wasn't... This
0: year. Do I think we can win the league so... next year? I think... With the current roster, I think
1: we, you still could. We can, but, but it'd it's be very be hard. Difficult.
0: If we went out and signed the right players, could we win the league next year? 100%,
1: 100% agree. I think you get all
0: the defensive problems of this season out the door if people stay fit and healthy and come back in next year, which they should. You know, Van Dyke, Gomez yeah. to be back in massive. And if they stay injury-free for the year, I personally do not see a year where we don't be relevant in the title fight all the way to the final day. Does that mean we win? Agree, no. I, I it might mean that we might finish on, you know, it might be a fact that it could be a free four horse race. Next year could really be the year. It's getting good, isn't it? Where it's finally back to the good old days where it's United, Liverpool, Chelsea fighting for it, right? And it was more Chelsea and United yeah. back in the day fighting for it, but Liverpool becoming relevant. Like like Liverpool had spells where they were relevant in the title fight, like oh eight. Um, yeah, but I agree. I reckon next year could be the year. And you're substituting Arsenal out for Man City. Because back in the back in the mid-2000s, Arsenal was the team that was more relevant. Yeah. Now City are. And you're yeah. going to have, I'm not going to say it's going to be a four-horse race next year, but you're mm-hmm. going to have a lot more competitiveness and a lot more horses running that race. It might be a fact that we might go eight games to go, there could be four teams to win it, and then you go into three three games to go, it's a 100-metre sprint, and all of a sudden your two horses, your two best thoroughbreds, have come to fruition, and it could be the equivalence of Winks and Firelight coming down the final straight at Flemington, mm-hmm. and then in the Premier League with three games to go, it's Liverpool and City. It could be like that. But I, I honestly it, think that Chelsea is your crazy next year.
1: I find it crazy that the gap from, where would it be? 16th to 11th has been closed so much tighter than the gap from 8th to... I do too. Fourth. I think that's crazy. I don't understand how the league is so competitive, but the I, I, I understand why. I just don't want to believe it. It's yeah. about money. I don't. I don't want to believe that the gap in the, the the league can be so competitive, but the top dogs can be so far yeah. away. Like it's. Just, I don't think that'll be the case yeah, next it, it year. Just, that just I blows honestly my think mind.
0: that City City are still the team to beat. They're always going to be under Pep for as many years as that is to come. I just think United have closed the gap. I think that uh, Chelsea have definitely closed the gap because they've got the right manager in charge. And if they've signed the right players, watch out for them next year. I honestly thought Chelsea could have done that this year on the frank, it just never happened. Um and we're gonna be around the mark. I reckon next year could be really exciting. My prediction for next season, if I was gonna put a number on it, we finished second. Uh but I would also yep. not be surprised if we won it. And I would also not be surprised if we finished fourth with United, Chelsea and City ahead of us.
1: I think I think for next year. So if things go the way I think they're gonna go. And we make some smarter investments. I don't see us going and getting Mbappe. Like if that happens, then that's a whole other ball game and a whole other discussion. But I feel like your one and two becomes interchangeable with us yeah. and City. I think, and then it's three and four becomes interchangeable with United and Chelsea. I think. How do you how do you see winning a league? Yeah. For me, Leicester, Leicester's success depends on how bad United are. Yeah, it's true. I think if United, and we're, 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 we're if United Arsenal be United next year, aren't we? Again, yeah, I yeah. It. I just don't, I don't see it I don't at see the it moment. Off. I watch enough of Arsenal, and I just. Any I other, know, any other team worth discussing think, in this discussion? of top four. Um, I think Wolves have dropped away now. Um, I'd be interested to see what Everton do. Um, I look. I don't think they're gonna be top four, but you know they're sitting on forty nine points at the moment, so they're sitting. You know, six points away from top four with a game in hand. They're on 31 as well. I think another year of Ancelotti. Their their owners, their owners have shown that they're committed to back him as well. Yeah, I would do I So, they've just got a two-all draw. A lot of teams next year. Just depends what happens. And what do you think
0: of West Ham for next year?
1: I think they're a side that finish in the Europa League. And they've done this already in my lifetime. And they couldn't handle the the pressures of both. Yeah, yeah, I think they're just. You pick a right there, don't
0: you? Yeah.
1: Yeah. They've had their injury problems this year, though, and that's where it's been positive for them. Like They've been able to deal with Antonio in and out, Lanzini in and out, Fornau's in and out, but the difference with them is they've had Susek, they've had Sufau, they've had Ogbonna, they've had Diop, they've had. Actually, I don't think Declan Ross played last night that I'm thinking about. It. I don't know if he's injured or not. But they've had a core players, and for as bad as Fabianski was last he's night, been really he's been really good. he Be up there for. But they're a the team league. that I go. They're a team that I go. They probably won't back it up. If they do, it won't surprise me. The, the The real outside team. So I'll get you to pick one. My real outside team is Villa. I think they're just going from strength to strength. Last year they stayed up on the you know on the last day. And realistically they probably shouldn't have stayed up. Yeah, if the goal, yeah. The goal yeah. line technology didn't screw up. And they got to a point where they were pushing for Europe this year. So I think, you know, Ollie Watkins has taken them to another level. I just don't I mean, think they're gonna be in this top outlet.
0: four fight. And I think we need to keep this to this oh, top no. four
1: fight. I don't think they're gonna be okay, yeah. They're not gonna be top four, but I think they'll be pushing for Europe. They're gonna be minor. I don't I don't think that year. next year
0: we won't finish outside the four. I think we can win it. I think we can finish second, third, or fourth, depending on the success of Chelsea and United. I don't see another team outside of those teams. You know, City, United and Chelsea really challenging for the four. It all depends on Leicester how many Vardy score and how solid they are at the back. It would have surprised me Leicester win games think... in football next year and be competitive, you know, in terms of making the four. I just don't think yeah. that... And it's not a slight at Ben and Rodgers I think Rodgers is incredible as a manager. Uh, I just don't think that they're going to be consistent enough to make the four. I think United have gone strength and strength and will make the four. And thus, helps us out as well. I think a lot does depend on our prediction for next year. If we make Champions League or not this year, honestly, think if we yeah. for somehow did not make the top four this year, we win the league next year in a canter.
1: Then my big thing there is, it's like I don't even want to risk falling. I out the look, I'd rather us not because,
0: because look, to be believe it or not, I'd rather us finish fourth this year, finish second next year, than us finish fifth, sixth, or seventh this year, right? And then win the league next yeah. year, but we had a year we've kind of like just dropped our status in world football.
1: My only issue with that is how many times do you see teams do? And then, well then they lose all their players because they want to play they, Champions League football. And then it takes, and then it takes six, seven years exactly. To get back that's, that's the my, other thing. My only, my only concern with that is, yeah, how long? If the turnaround's one season, you could wear it. Then i like,
0: I don't know if it will be yeah. with us. To be fair. Do you because then turn look, look, into Arsenal? Yeah, right? exactly. Worst you turn scenario, into Arsenal Football Club and you don't want to do turn, turn into, into Arsenal. Arsenal. I honestly, think if this was City and City finished outside the top four, City the year after would win the league. Right? I just don't know. Yeah, but they've got I the just backing don't of know owners, if we though. would. So let's not yeah, put ourselves in a situation. Let's finish in the four this year and next year we finish wherever we
1: finish inside the yeah, four Barbary. as well. I Alrighty. I reckon that's probably the best spot that we're going to find to probably end today's so too. podcast on as well. So thank you very much, first of all, Damon for your company and more insight. And 100%. So guys, strap in, get ready. Obviously, this is only episode one. So as we mentioned right at the start of the podcast, if you do have suggestions for what you'd like us to cover, make sure you jump in the Discord. It's called The Stadium. So that's just our multi-purpose uh, stream that we use predominantly for Football Manager uh, from yep. my end. But, you know, Damo uses it to talk to his real base about all things that he's streaming. We also use it just to talk about all things, Sport. you know, AFL, basketball. And we'll be covering a lot of sports. sports. So I'm telling
0: you right now, if somehow Danny Rick can win from sick from the grid at Imoar in a couple of hours time, uh, we'll be talking about that next episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> so thank you guys. Once again, make sure uh, you jump over to both our YouTube channels at Poorly 29 and Damo23. Uh, yep to suss out all our links as well so they're on our channel page so if you do want to interact with us either on twitch twitter or discord all the links are there thank you very much for your time on this podcast and we will see you in the next